Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Well, wonderful to be with you here this morning. My name is Eric Artel. I am an actor, a content creator, uh, also executive producer of a podcast called Fractured Roll. And today we are going to be talking about podcasts. This is uh, the social media show hour, and oftentimes podcasts don't get included in the bucket, the umbrella of social media, and sometimes they, they don't get the attention they deserve, but I'm sure a lot of people who are listening and who are here either have a podcast, want to start a podcast, um, have had one for a while, might be struggling a little bit with the podcast, or maybe your podcast is going really well. But we're going to talk about podcasts today. And particularly, we're going to talk about a very specific thing for your podcast, something that can help your podcasts really shine and really stand out from the humdrum of the 
thousands and hundreds of thousands, if not millions of podcasts that are, I didn't actually, I didn't, I didn't even look up the number. I don't know how many podcasts there are now in the world, but certainly I would say there's probably millions of hours of podcasts that you can choose from. We're going to talk about one thing, one of the things that can really help your podcasts shine. And that is storytelling. And so we have a guest with us here for this hour to talk about storytelling. And his name is Will McFadden. He is the creator, executive producer, and host of the popular Hashtag Storytelling Podcast, which is in the iHeartMedia family. And uh, we want to hear a little bit about how that got started. And then we want to talk about storytelling because his podcast, their podcast, is the storytelling podcast. So we're going to talk about some of the uh, effectiveness of storytelling, but I want to first say hi to Will. Will, thank you so much for joining us today. I cannot wait to talk about this with you for the next hour. Well, good morning, Eric. How you doing? Thank you guys so much for having me. Just a little tiny correction, Eric. It's the hashtag story time. Hashtag oh, what did I say? Hashtag storytelling? I said yeah, but storytelling. We're, look, we're, we're, we're talking about storytelling. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're right. Story time. Over. Right. Natural mistake to make and call it the storytelling podcast, but it's a story time podcast where we do storytelling. So it totally makes sense. Hashtag story time podcast. Uh, that's right. I got so excited to talk about uh, storytelling. And of course, they can find it on any podcast anywhere, right? Well, yeah, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, hashtag story time. If you love creepy, crazy, cringy stories from around the Internet, then that's the podcast for you. And how, well, how did the Hashtag Storytime podcast get started? Well, um, so I'm, I'm also a, uh, a founder and uh, creator of a company called uh, Collab. And at Collab, we work with digital influencers. We're actually the number one network working with TikTokers, and we're a preferred uh, content creator with TikTok. So... I've been a fan of internet uh, content since since YouTube first came out, even before that, since MySpace. I've been watching and, and creating digital short-form content. And one of the kind of old standbys in terms of digital short-form content is storytime content, is, is people sitting down in front of their camera and simply telling a short, relatable, uh, true story that's, that's something from their life. And, uh, you know, you, you see it on every single platform, um, this reoccurring vertical of story time. So we thought we work with a lot of amazing creators. And if we can get them to share a, a, a story from their life that maybe their fans haven't heard, that maybe there would be an audience for that. People would come to our podcast to hear from creators and other podcasters and TikTokers and, and people from Reddit and, um, and hear these stories and, and relate to them. So that was kind of the impetus of it. And when we're talking, and I, I, I love stories as well. I mean, stories are what, what make the world go around, so to speak. Um, and have you found, I, I guess, first of all, oh, we also want to say, we would love to hear some stories during this hour, right, Will? I think that's one of the things that would be really, really fun to do is after we're going to talk about stories, we're going to talk about, we're going we're gonna to give you at least three things to think about when you are going to be talking about stories. Three very effective tools that you can have when you're thinking about introducing stories into your podcasts and when you're thinking about telling stories. But then we would also, towards the end of the hour, I think we'd love to hear some stories if anybody is willing to share a couple of stories of theirs. I think, uh, what, do, what do we want to do? Uh, worst, worst firsts? Worst first jobs, maybe? Yeah, I, I, I think uh, firsts are always great, you know, kind of uh, gr mining area for great stories. Um, the, the first of anything, usually there's a lot of vulnerability and, and honesty in those moments. So first jobs, I think, are, are really interesting and, and funny and relatable stories to, to share. So, yeah, I'd love to hear about some first jobs. And also, usually first jobs are your worst job. So, um, yeah, first first jobs, if you've got one, we'd love to hear a story from you. So first worst jobs, everybody start thinking about your first worst jobs. And, uh, and we'd love to hear a few, a couple of little stories from that, because that is, that's what the Storytime podcast is all about. And, uh, and it's also really good practice. Just telling stories, I think, is really good practice. I know we have a lot of people here who are great storytellers, and I think, uh, I think we'll also want to open it up a little bit to hear some thoughts about 
why stories are so important. Um, I wanted to share really quickly a, a a little study that was done. And well, I don't know. I don't remember if we've talked about this before, but there was a a study that a blog, a, a pretty popular blogger, did when it came to stories, just to highlight the importance of stories for social media and for things that are shared. So there was a pretty successful blogger, and they did a little A-B test. And of course, A-B tests are when you essentially, uh, you, you do, I mean, I think a lot of us know what an A-B test is, but essentially it's when, you know, if you're going to send an email out and you do an A-B test where you send the exact same email out, but you change the subject, you just change the subject line. And so you can do an A-B test with subject line, see how many, how many people opened it more, how many more people opened it with A, the A subject line, or how many more people opened it with the B. So it's just testing something where you're changing just one little thing to see if that one little thing increases engagement or how it affects whatever you're doing. So they did a little A-B test with a, a, a blog post, and they put the blog post out, and their title of their blog post was something like, How I Got a 1,000 Subscribers from One Blog Post. So that was you know very self-helpy type of title something that would be pretty attractive, like how, how I got a thousand subscribers from one blog post, obviously very uh, targeted for people who want to grow their blogs. And uh, all they changed was in their A, they just got right into the steps. So step, you know, step one, two, three, however many it was, it was like five steps or something like that. Step one, two, three, four, and five, even had a nice little graphic um, that was on the beginning of their blog. So, you know, an attractive little graphic to show different engagement and stuff like that. And then that was their A. And then their B was, instead of starting with that little graphic, and instead of going right into the steps, they started with a story, a little personalized story. Um, and it was maybe five, six little paragraphs long. Um, so relatively brief story that it wouldn't take you too long to read through. But they started with a story. So they did that little A-B test with their post. And they wound up getting 300% more full-page readers, people who scrolled all the way down. So not just through the story, but all the way down on the post that started with a story. So the post that started with a story got 300% more full-page readers, people who wound up scrolling through the entire post. And they also had a 520% increase in average time on the page. Now, you could probably argue, well, if somebody was starting to read a story, that's going to increase your time on the page instead of just like looking through some different steps that they could look at and, and quickly scan. But 520% but increase is a pretty large increase. So I thought it was a really interesting study about how a story can grab you and and get you interested in whatever that you're reading. And so I think as we think about stories for podcasts, I feel like that's what a story can do for a podcast. That when you when you tell a story, it can just bring a listener in and it will it will bring them into whatever else you want to tell them or share with them wouldn't you think well yes absolutely um you know numbers don't uh tell a story numbers don't there, there has to be a story told around numbers in order to convince somebody numbers alone can't convince somebody so yeah i can i could definitely see that the, the, the power of using stories to, um, to hook a reader or to, to get somebody to stick around. And especially in, I mean, in podcasts. So there, there are, first of all, there's so many podcasts out there that are based around storytelling outright. Not, not only my podcast, the hashtag Storytime, but podcasts like The, the Moth, which is a, a live storytelling, a story slam, where people get up and they share an original five minute story from their life um you know with without a script and they just they, they go to these story slams and then they're judged based on their story um and then you've got you know your kind of longer form uh like i was just listening to dr death and that's season three is a it's a long story told about this one doctor over the course of you know six episodes 
but even your comedy podcast that they're, they're just a series of little stories that you know comedians are telling back and forth or sharing stories from their life so yeah it's all about those relatable moments and bringing people in through your experiences through honesty and vulnerability i think that's the key is people are attracted to your honesty so if you can bring your your honesty and vulnerability through your story i think you'll you'll get people to listen yeah and i love what you said also about the the vulnerability um and the honesty and the vulnerability i mean there there's one thing telling a story like telling a story about uh, Benjamin Franklin, who who discovered quote unquote discovered electricity by doing it on a kite, etc. There's is one thing telling that story, as opposed to if someone were to tell a story about when they stuck their own finger in a socket, and uh, and got jolted by electricity, and maybe their heart stopped, and then they were taken to the hospital, and and uh, and the, then their hair went from being curly to being straight. And if they told that that own story by themselves about themselves there's something about sharing a personalized story a relatable story but that's personalized and being vulnerable and uh, and sharing some sort of vulnerable story so that people can start to relate to you i mean that's really and that's something that will you and i deal with a lot also when it just comes to social media about the importance of relatability and vulnerability and also relatability when it comes to stories and i imagine for your Storytime podcast, it, it's it's people telling their own stories. It's not people telling stories that they've heard, right? It's it's usually people who are telling their own stories, and that that becomes the most powerful type of story to tell. Yes, absolutely. We, I'm, I mean, I I can I I love folk tales. I love, you know, I love ancient stories. I love Shakespeare, and there's a ton you can learn from from listening to those stories but i don't feel any closer to the to the storyteller when i listen to those stories but when somebody tells me a a, a moment or a, a thing from their life with honesty and vulnerability i feel connected to that person so yeah we we always um some some people who come on to the podcast or or interested in telling a story in the podcast say can i can I tell uh, somebody else's story or can I tell, um, you know, a, a historical story and uh, where I, I, I love hearing those, they personally, for me and for our podcast, they don't bring us any closer to the listener. So yeah, we're only interested in hearing your stories. And I think a thing a, a lot of people get hung up on is they go, well, I haven't, I don't have any crazy stories. I haven't, you know, I haven't, uh, been arrested and and you know gone to jail and and was falsely accused of a crime and then got exonerated and and like or i haven't you know they so many people feel like they haven't don't have extraordinary stories to tell and those also have a place i mean we love to hear a thrilling or a crazy story that just blows your mind but you can't uh your life can't be made up of of one crazy, absurd, insane thing after another. So I, I often love to hear stories about the, the little moments in people's lives, um, small, small, relatable moments, I think are so story worthy. So don't discredit the, the, the small things that happen in your day. If there's any sort of revelation that you had in the middle of your day or something where you've changed after, after an event, in even a small way, that's I feel like that's worth telling a story. Yeah, it's it's so true too because when you're when when you hear again and along those lines of relatability, a small moment. I mean, if you hear a story, by the way, that would be an extremely tiring life if your life was just full of full of crazy horror or exciting or crazy things that were to happen. That'd be very, yeah, very tiring but, life. But but Eric, think think about it in terms of YouTube also. You know, if you if you look at a creator like Mr. Beast, every video he's creating, he's having to out extreme or one up the last video. He's having to spend more money, give away bigger things, give away more money. Um, and it's it's exhausting kind of keeping up with that that schedule which is why he started his react channel where he can do something on a daily basis. But then you look at a creator, um, 
maybe just a daily vlogger, somebody, you know, or, or like an Emma Chamberlain who just will take her, her camera along with her to CVS or Rite Aid or whatever. And just people are there. They love the mundane. They love the just relatability of the daily story. And it doesn't need to be the over the top, you know, giving away a million dollars every video. Um, there's people are here for it and they love that just like daily relatable little stories. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's so that one of my favorite, one of my favorite sections to, uh, look at when I am grocery shopping and, uh, and I go through and I'm in the line, I don't do it now because I don't really want to be picking up any magazines that are in the checkout line of a grocery store, but but back pre-pandemic, what I loved to do would be to grab like Us magazine, and I would always I loved going to the Stars Are Just Like Us section, where it just shows you know a picture of some star who's uh, wearing their baggy sweats and uh, grabbing something from Starbucks or whatever it might be. The Stars Stars Are Just Like Us section is such a popular section of a magazine like that, and for that exact that exact reason is that story of stars who have experiences that we all have. It's that relatability. It's like uh, when they go on late night talk shows. And, uh, and again, just to talk about the, the importance of stories, what does a late night talk show host do? That show always wants their guest to tell a little story about themselves. And usually that little story is just some relatable story that we can all go, Oh, I've had that experience. I've, been honked at when I haven't started my car at a red light before and, and then they flipped me off or whatever it might be. Um, it's those little stories, those relatable stories that that really are are more powerful than because like you said, I yeah, I too love uh love a crazy story or you know some story that's that is you know on a on a level of 10. But what really hooks me oftentimes for the person who's telling the story, like those crazy stories don't, like you said, don't make, don't make me feel connected to the person telling the story very much. Cause I can't relate. I just can't, I, I can be wowed, but I just can't relate. But when somebody tells me a story of something that I too have experienced or that I can relate to, then I really become connected with that storyteller. And I think when we talk about it, in under the framework of podcasts, as we're talking about for this hour, talking about podcasts and stories, that is what becomes so powerful for either you as a podcaster, as the host of a podcast, or for your guest, if you have guests on your podcast. It becomes so powerful to have these stories at the ready to be able to tell or to to have honed some stories or have them at, at um, in your little story belt that are simple stories that are relatable because then that makes your listeners feel more connected to you. And that, what that does is it just creates, uh, it creates loyalty. It creates listener loyalty. Similar to like the, like the creator you were talking about, Will, the YouTube creator, Emma Chamberlain. If, if you've never gone to see Emma Chamberlain or watched her stuff, um, it's extremely engaging because she's just, she's a delight, first of all. Um, and she's really witty and sarcastic, and but but you feel just so connected to her because she's doing these mundane things, and uh, and but she's also interesting, of course. But you feel really connected to her, and her fans are extremely loyal to her. And so I think as we translate that to the podcasting world, when you can tell some personal stories that are relatable, don't and like you said, don't have to be extravagant or crazy. You tell these relatable stories your listeners will become much more connected to you and you will have loyal, you'll have uh, listeners who are uh, just much more loyal to you. And I think that's one of the great things about, well, the, the Storytime podcast is like, yeah, some of the stories are crazy. Some of the stories are outlandish, but some of the stories are just extremely relatable. And then all of a sudden the listener just feels much more connected to whatever creator or whatever, uh, whatever person is telling that, telling that story on the Storytime podcast. Yeah, and um, I just want to say I've been, I've been uh, reading this book, and by reading this book, I mean listening to it on Audible. 
and it's uh, it's called Star- Story Worthy. Synonymous now. That's that's just synonymous. I know. I always <laughs> just feel like fraud when I'm like, I'm reading. <laughs> Which, when, I was, when I was getting married, back in my day when I was getting, I mean, I still am married, but uh, my, my wife is, uh, she listens to books all the time. But I remember when we were dating, I am an avid, I loved reading when I had more, more time before I became a father, particularly. But when I had more time, I absolutely loved reading, but actually reading, reading physical books. And my wife, when I, we were dating and she would say, you know, I read this book, I read this book. And I was like, oh, cool. All right, great. You're a reader as well. And then it wasn't for a little while, like maybe a month, I did until I found out that it was just listening to the books. And, and at first I felt a little betrayed because I was like, wait a minute. I, th- I thought you were a re- I thought you did l- love to do the same thing I did, like crack open a book and read it. But you're just talking about listening to to a book. That's not the same as reading. But now I kind of view it as the same. So sorry, well, go ahead. No, so there was a perfect little moment, little relatable story moment from from your life, and I had the I had the exact same thing. I, I relate 100. percent My my girlfriend, my partner, she is a reader. She reads books. And every time I talk about reading a book, she still to this day goes, listened, not read, listened. <laughs> you listened to a book. You didn't read it. So that's great. I completely 100% relate. And uh, But that's a great example of of a little, little life moment, little story, little relatable thing. But I, I have been listening to this book uh, called Story Worthy by Matthew Dix, who's a, uh, a moth champion, moth storytelling champion. And um, one of the exercises that he talks about um, doing in, in your life to find these kind of little story moments is at the end of your day, if you had to tell one story from your day, no matter how mundane it is, you know, a, a two-minute story, or even if it's 30 seconds, but just what would be the one story that you would share from your day. So just at the end of your day, kind of think back what you did and and anything you would tell to a friend or a neighbor or your your loved one um, as a as a little anecdote or a little story, something that happened throughout your day. And I think that's just such a great tool and great exercise to to find these little relatable moments to share on your whatever social media platform you're focused on and and great tools for your podcast or storytelling that is such a great tool and chat and challenge i mean what, what a wonderful challenge of at the end of your day because you do that for a month and all of a sudden you have 30 stories at the ready and likely that touch on a lot of different a lot of different topics as well um because your day is going to be filled with, I mean, unless you're doing the exact same thing every single day, but there will still be some differences in that day. Um, and I would, I would love to add to that, Will, uh, because I feel like this is one of the things to think about when, you're, when you are thinking about stories to tell is um, your passion for that story or, or your love of that story. It's an interesting concept when you're talking about storytelling if you don't have if you don't have an emotion about the story that you want to tell chances are the listener's not going to have an emotion about that story meaning like if there's a story in your life that you tell that it made you really scared or if it's a story that you just love um, that you loved that this happened or that you hated that this happened or that you were so frustrated that this happened or that you were so sad that this happened. It doesn't have to be so, like the word so doesn't have to be there. But if, if, you're, if your story, I feel like, didn't elicit some sort, or just, it can just be even satisfied, right? Or it can just be heartwarming. But if you don't have a passion for the story, or if the story didn't sort of elicit an emotion in you, chances are it's not gonna, it's not gonna elicit an emotion of any sort in your listener. Um, and so I think that's a, a it's such an interesting exercise to do, and and so you can look back in your day and like what what happened in my day today, and I would I would just add that that extra layer to it of okay what happened in my day today, and then what I would probably do is and you know what kind of what emotion did it make me feel, or or w- would this be a little story that that I would want that that I would be excited about telling? I mean, there's something about when someone is excited about telling a story. 
because of whatever emotion it elicited, as opposed to somebody who's just not excited about telling a story, because then you're not excited about hearing it, right? I, I, I love that. I think that's such a great um, way to kind of hone in or target moments in your day just by kind of, yeah, like you said, reviewing what emotions you have during the day. If there was a moment that you felt joy, <clears throat> what what caused that? There was a moment you were you were terrified. If there was a moment you got super angry or frustrated or 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 overwhelmingly sad, those are great moments to review and to to see what the story is behind those. Because you had you had something happen inside you. You 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 changed from moment to moment there. Um, I you know when I was I was doing you know this exercise yesterday, and. I, I thought back through my day and I was like, nothing really happened. And that's always my first thought, which is crazy. Um, because yesterday I went to, there was so much that happened. I went to, we, we just opened a new office building in Santa Monica. And it was the first time literally from after working at home for, uh, you know, almost two years now, the first time going into an office. And it was just me and my brother at the office. So it's not like everyone was back, but but that's an exciting, crazy thing to be back in an office for the first time. And I was so excited and so excited to explore the new, the new lunch options in this new neighborhood in Santa Monica. And uh, we, we found this great little place called Bodega that's um, right you know, half a block away from the office. And they have this beautiful little outdoor patio that's built now that kind of goes into the, the street a little bit, obviously because of COVID. There's more outdoor dining, and uh, they've built this really cool little patio out there. And so we're sitting, beautiful day in Santa Monica, and we're, you know, having a little happy hour and, and eating some the bruschetta and just enjoying this new lunch spot in our new office. And then a, a, a white van dr drives by, and the double doors in the back fly open, and a a cardboard box falls out and then this huge heavy piece of machinery busts out of the box and clangs around in the middle of the street on on Broadway and uh, everyone's just kind of like what the hell was that and uh, the waitress is standing there and she looks out and now there's this like weird heavy piece of machinery in the street and a cardboard box and a bunch of debris and cars are now kind of slowly starting to go around it and everyone just sat still unfazed nobody moved i stood up and was looking at what was going on the waitress says okay let me see if i can get it out of the street and i go with her and uh she's she's pulling the cardboard box she tries to lift the heavy thing i said let me get that and this i don't know it was just a piece of heavy metal machinery it was probably weighed about 85 pounds so i kind of drag it out of the street and um we cleared the, the road the guy with the truck comes back parks in the middle swoops it up and she was like thank you so much thank you thank you thank you and I was just so shocked that just the, the total lack of awareness and action from literally everyone else standing by. I feel like people have gotten so passive and whether they were just stuck in their phone or didn't care or were just, just there was, and my brother was sitting right there too and he was of no help either. <laughs> and, and he's a great guy. But it was just such an interesting moment of uh, from, the, from the day yesterday where I had this realization again of just like people are super passive and and don't jump up and and do and help when when it's necessary <laughs> you're like did anyone has has anyone else seen this <laughs> yeah it was crazy it was like a heavy piece of metal just like came flying out of this car and it was actually a moment of like mm, maybe sitting on these outside patios right next to the street isn't the best idea <laughs> Uh, I love it. Uh, everyone, you are in the Breakfast with Champions uh, Millionaire Breakfast Club. Uh, if you're learning from this room today, we're talking about storytelling and podcasts. Just imagine how much you're going to gain when we come together in person in Dallas, Texas, October 14th through 17th. Coming up soon for the Embrace Your Ambition Live Breakthrough Experience with Ashley Fay and Marcus Black. Uh, for anyone, if you've ever felt stuck, stagnant, unable to press through the wall, holding you back from fulfilling your purpose, for any and everyone that's ever had a God-sized dream in their heart, but were told that you were crazy, that it's not possible, that you've been made to feel guilty for your success, 
well, then this is the event for you. So come be equipped, come be inspired, come set yourself free from those chains that are holding you back from your greatness. So don't sit idly by. No more hoping and wishing for your dreams to come true. Go visit www.eyacon.com. So that's Embrace Your Ambition Conference, eyacon.com. It's with uh, some of some of our faves here, Ashley Fay and Marcus Black, who also, in their in their own right as well, are amazing storytellers. Um, and so today, for this hour, we're talking about talking about stories. We're talking about storytelling. We have the host of the the creator and the host and executive producer of the hashtag Storytime podcast. That's in the iHeart Network. Will McFadden, who's here with us, who helps. Uh, guide us in in his podcast helps guide the listener through the crazy relatable fun weird and dumpster fire uh, stories that are i how do you put it well i love the dumpster fire i love the dumpster fire phrase but i always forget what it is. Uh, we, i always say that the the internet is a dumpster fire full of stories oh that's that's it that's I, I fearlessly am one of the the best dumpster divers in the game um and i i think one of the things that i wanted to just bring up when it comes to uh stories today and by the way we would love to hear one of your stories if you have them. I think today we were talking about worst first jobs. Worst firsts are always really fun stories. Oftentimes your first job tends to be one of the worst jobs that you've had for people. And so uh, before the hour is done, it'd be really fun to have a couple of people talk about, uh, just tell a story. Tell us a story of your worst first jobs because those are certainly stories that so many of us can relate to. Um, and we've talked t already today about th this power of relata relatability. Um, and your story, Will, interestingly brings up another thought. And I, I, I think it's something that we've talked about before, but, but it's definitely worth mentioning when it comes to thinking about telling stories. Uh, because storytelling certainly is an art. And there are, there are some things that you can definitely consider when crafting a good story and when when telling it a good story and the story that you just told I, I feel like one of the interesting things about that was just the setting that I mean you you set it up you set the setting of the story and the setting is such an interesting sometimes overlooked piece of what can make a great story um, I mean sometimes the setting can be totally inconsequential so sometimes it doesn't matter. And, and if, you, if you take too long in your story talking about the setting, when the setting doesn't really matter, you can lose your listener sometimes. But other times, the setting can be really important. Like the story you just told, um, the setting of that story, and this was not planned at all, but, but it's great that you told that story because the setting of that story is sort of critical to that story, that, that, like where you were sitting and where you were, and then this, this crazy thing happening and why it was just so bizarre that nobody was, uh, <laughs> nobody even paid attention or, um, or quote unquote lifted a finger. Uh, it's interesting when you're thinking about the setting. I mean, you think about some people's uh, really popular things like um, you think about uh, the popular HBO series, uh, Rome. That story is really important. The setting is Rome. So it's really important that it's, it is Rome. And things that are happening there are happening on uh, uh, Rome, uh, in Rome, and it's because it's all about Rome, as opposed to a popular TV show like uh, Big Bang Theory. I don't even know where that was set in. Was that Chicago? I have no idea. I have no idea where Big Bang Theory was. was. Planet, planet yeah, Earth. On the on the planet Earth. That's that's the important part. Is Planet America, Earth. America, I think. Somewhere. America. <laughs> but it could be. It could have taken place anywhere. Um, you know, Chicago, is it Houston? I don't know. Pasadena? I have no idea. So, uh, but it's not important to the story that Big Bang Theory tells. Uh, and, and, sometimes, and sometimes settings are important, sometimes they're not. Um, you know, like if you look at Seinfeld, sometimes a lot, of, a lot of the stories that Seinfeld, every episode of Seinfeld tells, is not important that they're in New York City. But sometimes it is really important that they're in New York City. So, Thinking about when you're telling a story, 
uh, that setting, it can be really important and sometimes it cannot. So, so thinking about like, does, does the setting deserve some consideration in the narrative that I'm about to do? And then if it does make, making sure that you are descriptive. And, um, and I think this is one of the reasons why even practicing telling stories can be really effective. I mean, if you're a podcaster and you tell stories with your, with your guests, and you, you know, doing this exercise that we talked about, I think it's such an amazing exercise that you got um, from them about every day, did something happen, write down a story, and then practice telling it. And, and you can start tweaking, even in this idea of the setting, you can start tweaking like, oh, was that too much information that I gave uh, about the setting? Maybe, maybe uh, you know, I can pare it back here, I can pare it back there, or maybe I can include a couple of other uh, tasty morsels of, of the setting. So, um, so thank you. I, I loved hearing that story because it, it ties into one of these things that, that we all can think about when we're telling a story and uh, how much of the setting do we provide and how much is it just inconsequential and, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter, so to speak. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, there's a thing we do as humans called imaging, which is when we, when we recall a memory of a place, we, we generally kind of look up and to the left We're we're seeing a picture of that space or that memory, um, in our mind's eye. And, uh, if I, you know, I always say, if you can see it, I can see it. So whenever you're kind of starting your story or setting up that setting, it's important to, to do that imaging and to really see the, the setting in your head and describe the, the most important elements of it. So, you know, when I started the story, I was talking about this new office in Santa Monica and I can picture exactly the new office and, and where it lays in the building and the, the restaurant bodega with its outdoor patio with the, the wood seats that go out into the bike lane and, uh, you know, I, I'm seeing it in my mind's eye right now. And if we weren't on Clubhouse, if this were a video, you would see me either closing my eyes and, and recalling it that way, or my eyes usually go up and to the left. But when you're telling somebody a story, usually you don't stare them directly in the eyes as you describe a setting. You're usually off in your, in your recall, in your memory, doing that imaging. Yeah, and it would be probably a little creepy if you were staring right in someone's eyes as you're telling the setting. I hadn't even thought about that. That would be pretty intense, somebody who's uh, doing that. You'd think that maybe they have some ulterior motives if they're staring right in your eyes as they're, as they're telling, as they're sort of setting the, setting the scene. You think, am I getting hypnotized right now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's an interesting exercise to do. If, you, if I were to ask you right now to describe your living room, um, if you weren't sitting in it, looking around, if you were in a different room and I asked you to describe your living room, it'd be interesting to see what, your eyes did and what you how you recalled that image yeah i've actually even found myself interestingly will um as because we've gotten into the world of zoom so much you know we it feels like now having a zoom meeting feels just as personal sometimes as if you were to get together with somebody in person now it's it's just so bizarre but what I've noticed about myself is doing exactly what you're just talking about. Like if I start to tell a story or, or talk about something, I'll look sort of above the Zoom camera and then I'll, I'll become actually pretty self-conscious about it. Like thinking, oh, I'm, I'm looking up. That must look weird that I'm looking up above the, up above the, the camera. But I, I find myself doing that over and over. And I didn't even know, I didn't know that it was like the human habit to look up and to the left, up and to the left. Is that what you said? I think so. Cause yeah, it's uh it's the, I always forget which, it's the right brain is the creative brain. So I don't know if it's up into the right, but I think you're literally trying to look into your, your, the creative side of your brain. So maybe it's up into the right. I can't remember. Or maybe it's up into the left because it's crossed. I don't know. But you look up. <laughs> it's, up. Like, it's up. It's up. <laughs> it's up. But yeah, you're, you're literally tapping into your, you know, your, the creative side of your brain. Well, maybe that's when you're lying. I'm trying to recall, if you're looking up and to the left, I think that means you're lying because you're looking into your creative side of your brain. I think it's up and to the right if you're actually recalling an, an, a real memory. 
But don't, I mean, don't quote me on that. <laughs> don't, 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 don't quote any of us on that. Um, <laughs> I love it. Well, I, I would also love to see if, because uh, I know we have some great storytellers who are here with us, as well as um, if anyone has a story. We were, we've been talking about stories with the host and creator of Storytime, po- the hashtag Storytime podcast. It's called Hashtag Storytime. The hashtag is in the actual title of the podcast, right, Well. That's right. Yeah, because uh, we wanted to help people find it in terms of understanding that it's internet creators, digital creators sharing stories and podcasters, um, as opposed to uh, just a story time maybe that w- might be for kids. We wanted you to know, like, these are people from TikTok and YouTube and, and the podcast world sharing stories. So we have the, the host and creator of, of the hashtag Storytime podcast here, um, who. By the way, it also should be said that you are always looking for people to tell stories for your podcast. And I think the um, in the upper you're in, you're into season three now. Season three is coming up, I believe. And I know it's been a lot of influencers who have done a lot of stories up until this point. But I think I, I if I'm not mistaken, it's going to be one of the focuses is going to be having other podcasters telling they're st- telling stories from their lives, um, or at least that's one of the outreaches, I think. Isn't that right, Will? Yeah, absolutely. We, um, uh, the, the podcast is is produced by iHeartRadio, and so they've done a really good job in this third season of helping connect us with other really popular podcasters. Um, just had a, 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 a storytelling session with um, an amazing podcaster, Annie Reese, who she hosts the podcast Saver, and also... Uh, I believe it's stuff your mom didn't tell you, part of the stuff you didn't know family, and then also have a um, uh, Lauren Vogelbaum who's also a co-host of that, and she also hosts American Shadows, um, and these podcasts are doing millions of downloads a month, and uh, so yeah, we're super excited to have some uh, some great podcasters coming on for season three to share their stories. But yeah, we've had a lot of of famous tiktokers and youtubers share stories but we also do our our listener episodes where just any anybody who's a fan of the podcast can call our storytime hotline which if you check if you click on my mustache my the phone number will pop up there or you can go follow me on instagram it links to the storytime podcast instagram and you can contact us through that and you could literally give us a call and share a story uh through the voicemail we got to fix it because there's a three minute cutoff. So we we keep getting stories and then halfway through the juicy moment gets kind of cut off. Um, <laughs> it's, but you it's, know what, it's, it's just free. that's encouraging. You know what? That's that's just encouraging economy, right? Economy right. Of, of of storytelling. So it's it's important. It's important to encourage that. Yeah, but so you can uh, you know you can reach out to us through the Storytime Podcast Instagram. Send us a DM if you're interested in sharing a story, or literally just give the. Uh, Give the old Storytime hotline uh, a call and share a story through there. So anybody who's here or anybody who's listening, please feel free to reach out to Will McFadden. Uh, and if you have just a story that you that you love in your life, it, it, not not a story about podcasting, by the way, to be clear, right? It is not, not supposed to be a story about podcasting or, or you as a podcaster, if you are a podcaster, but just any story, any story that you have that that I think, as we've talked about today, a story that elicits some some emotion in you and that is that is relatable um and again it doesn't have to be a crazy huge momentous story in your life but it can be any it can be any story um and that's the beauty of storytelling and what we've been talking about so far this hour about the power of stories and uh, one of the thoughts i just want to bring up and emphasize again because we wanted to bring up some actionable tools um is and I loved what you brought up, Will, about the every day and that, that evening. Think about did something happen, and and come up with a story for, for about something that happened that day. But what that does, and particularly if you are a podcaster, if you can have at the ready a number of stories to be able to tell that that can relate to different different topics, because all, all stories have sort of these different base topics. Uh, like you can tell a bunch of stories about uh, first worst jobs. And uh, and like we said, before the hour's out, we'd love to hear a story or two about first worst jobs. So if you have a story to tell, we would absolutely love to hear it. 
So either raise your hand, if you're in the audience, uh, raise your hand, or if you're here on stage, we'd love to hear a, a story. But, but oftentimes, if your first worst job is about uh, delivering papers, um, I mean, that was one of my first jobs was delivering papers and, uh, and not the best of, not the best of jobs, early morning paper route. That's right. I say route because I grew up in New Jersey, uh, route 78, you know, uh, we lived right off of route 78, but early morning paper route, um, and, uh, not, not one of the best jobs getting up so early when you're a young kid and having to trudge through the rain and the snow and the humidity of New Jersey and mosquitoes every morning and delivering papers. But uh, if I had had that story at the ready and somebody was talking about if the topic of conversation was either uh, was either reading a newspaper or if it's snow, because I, I, I can remember delivering papers and I used to not even wear gloves in the snow. That's how impervious I was to the cold, Will, is I could <laughs> deliver these papers and not be wearing gloves and come home not with frostbite. I, don't, I have no idea how that would happen. You've but changed, Derek. I've I, I, made, you, made you weak. <laughs> it's so true. I have such a wimp when it comes to cold now. I get so cold. But um, there's so many different inroads for a story because when you have a fun little story to tell, there are so many different times that you can bring it up. So if you're a podcaster and you have a guest, you have guests on, and you have a variety of stories at the ready, there are so many different ways to, to be able to get into telling a story. So many different um, endpoints, if you will. Uh, the word is escaping me right now, but there's so many different different ways that, that you can have one story and that can relate to so many different topics of conversation that at a dinner party, or it doesn't have to be during a podcast, we're talking about the podcast, but um, you could tell a story in so many different situations. And so having all these stories at the ready can be so powerful, even if you're not a podcaster, if you're, a, if you're in sales, if you're an executive, if you're a leader, if you're a public speaker, if you just are at dinner parties, if you're at the water cooler, whatever, whatever it might be. So do we have, does anybody here before the, before our hour is out, would love to hear a first, before we have to let uh, Will go, would love to hear a first word. So I see Winifred, Winifred, I see you flashing your mic. Uh, Winifred, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I would love to tell a story about my first job. Yes, we would love, absolutely love to hear it. My first job was in Schlumberger as an oil field rig engineer. I had graduated with a first degree in electrical and electronics engineering. It was a rigorous degree. It was a five-year program, and it was tough, very tough. When I, when I um, got into university at 16, they told me that the program would be tough and that females, there were very few females, and most females were at the bottom of the class. And I decided right off the back that no way, we were going to change that narrative and we were going to be at the top of the class. And I was there with my girlfriends and um, there, was, there were six of us. And we had decided to study engineering because the first female engineer had come to our boarding school to tell us that the country needed more engineers because there were so many problems in the country and that we were the change makers. So we said, Absolutely, we were going to study engineering. So we got into the department and they told us it was tough and we did not believe it, but it was tough, really, really tough. But anyway, we finished. I finished summa cum laude and my friends magna cum laude. We were the first set. We had opened the, the door for a new generation of female engineers to shatter the glass ceiling. But that was, that was just part of the story because our first job really tested us. I remember with this job, I was put on the high sea. I was the only female, a black female with hundreds of male. And they told me I did not belong. And they showed it. They tested my metal every step of the way. And there was nobody to mentor me, nobody to tell me what to do. And I didn't realize guys had such an ego. Everything I told them was wrong. Everything. And I was supposed to be the engineer in charge. But I was young. I was just 21. Oh, my goodness. So those days, I would put on my hard hat because I had to put on a hard hat, and I put on my shoes, and I used to think of the armor of God, that, oh, my goodness, my hard hat was the helmet of salvation, and my shoes were the shoes of peace. 
And I would have to wear their orange dungarees and I would say a prayer. I would say, God, put an hand, put a hand over my mouth and a hand over my shoulder so I won't say the wrong thing to these guys. Because we needed to work in teams for the job to be done. That, that is amazing, Winifred. I, I, you know, you see the movies, you see movies th that had come out. There was like a little spate of movies that came out. It seemed like like two or three sort of disaster oil rig disaster movies that came. I think uh, I think um, uh, Mark Wahlberg was in one of them, I, be I believe. But I can't imagine being on in the middle of the sea on one of those oil rigs. Um, so th thank you for sharing that, Winifred. And I, I think it's so interesting, Winifred, that story about that first job, because as we were just talking about, like you, th that's a story that you could share because it, the uh, talking about, like you were talking about breaking through the glass ceiling or about even when, when you're talking about uh, people feeling like they're the only one in a sea of people and, and you're trying to sort of prove your worth. Uh, there's so many different topics that that story could be could be shared in so thank thank you Winifred for sharing that story yeah Winifred uh wow um <laughs> I mean my my first job was working at a uh, ice cream shop so um yeah. <laughs> that was an incredible incredible story to share and and I'm just so in awe of your uh your your courage and your ability to to uh overcome so many odds and you, you like you said to stand against hundreds of other men who are constantly contradicting you and, and trying to tear you down and um it's just that's just an incredible story and there was something for me that was so clear crystal clear and i think i maybe you were doing that imaging technique th at this one part of the story and I'm, I'm interested to know if other people also saw this very clear image in their mind but of you putting on the hard hat putting on the orange dungarees and then getting down and, and saying a prayer. Um, that image to me was so beautifully crystal clear. Yeah. And crystal clear. And also I think so, so powerful because it's it, that relatability that comes into play too of, of, yeah, I've never been, I've never, I've never been in that. Yeah. And also, like you said, well, I mean, me talking about a paper route and here I am talking about like, I didn't wear gloves in the cold in the winter. <laughs> and then here's Winifred sharing her first job of like this, <laughs> this just uh, such a very different setting and a very different challenge. And I would dare say it's such a, such incredibly greater challenge, but, uh, but that, that, you know, I, I've never been in that situation, but I have certainly been in situations of thinking I'm about to go into this and how am I going to be able to get through this? How am I going to get through this and, and trying to put faith in, in either God or in something that you want to put faith in trying to uplift you to get through something you know that's going to be really hard, like buckling down and trying to do it. I think so many of us have, I would dare say all of us have, have experienced that. And so... Again, it's that relatability of a story that might seem pretty spectacular at first, but man, there are some very relatable and, and powerful parts of a story like that. Um, well, Will, I know I know you're going to have to run, but I really appreciate you being here with us for uh, this hour. We've talked about stories and the uh, power of stories and um, and how stories are so important, not just not just for podcasts. And so, for those of us who are in a uh, who do have podcasts to think about think about the podcasts that you have and the stories that you can have at the ready when you have guests on for your podcasts uh, and going through some exercises to to be able to increase your tool belt of stories but before we let you go will um, I'd love for you to talk about that your hashtag storytime podcast one more time if, if people have stories then they would like to share their stories on your on your podcast I know that you're very open to that. So how they can get in touch with you. And, uh, and also I know Will loves to be on podcasts as well. So if, if you have a podcast that you'd love to chat with Will about as well, but how, how can people get in touch with you, Will? Um, yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much, Eric, for having me and um, uh, Breakfast with Champions. Thank you guys for, for hosting me. And hopefully I shared some nugget of wisdom or inspiration for, for, for any of you and um, something to take away. 
But uh, yeah, if you're interested in uh, the hashtag Storytime podcast, like I said, you can find it on any of the platforms where you get your podcast. And I'd love it if you could give us a five-star rating and leave a review. That means a lot. Um, but if you click on my face, then uh, the Instagram that's linked to my account is the storytime.pod Instagram. And uh, you can send us a DM or... Like I said, you can call the hotline if you're if you're ready and rocking to share a story. Um, we listen to every single one of them. Um, you could also email a audio file if you want to take some time and record it and send it in to storytime at collab.inc. And um, all of that info is on that Instagram. So if you if you missed it, don't worry about it. But yeah, it was it was a pleasure being here. And thank you. Um, thank you, everyone, for for the time. Thank you, Eric. Great. Thanks. Thanks, Will McFadden. Um, yep. So please contact, contact Will, you guys, if you want to get in on, on those, uh, on the hashtag Storytime podcast. And uh, before we pass it on over to our next host, just to emphasize again, stories are, stories are so critically important when it comes to your podcast, but also when it comes to being a leader, it comes to being a thought leader, a motivator. Think about the relatability of your stories. Uh, think about, uh, do you have, what stories do you have? I love the exercise that was brought up every day. You can, at the end of the day, challenge yourself for, for 30 days, for even if it's just seven days. At the end of the day, think about what happened today could uh, be a story that I could tell about, that I would have an emotion about this story. It's a very powerful driving tool, thinking about emotions and stories. And if it elicits an emotion in you, it's going to elicit an emotion in your listener. Um, so take that challenge if you can and start building up those, that re reservoir of stories for yourself, whether you're a podcaster or in anything that you're doing in life, because stories can be so powerful in, in what you want to do to become a champion, really. So thanks. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.